The Movie Hour, episode 216, January 22nd, 2013. There are a few spoilers in this episode concerning the movie Life of Pi, and there is a fair bit of swearing. Enjoy the show, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the coldest night recorded in Gunga Pit Studios with our latest episode, The James Saito Shreds the Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney, your host for tonight. Luckily for all of us, I am not uh, the only person freezing in the studio. My brother James is here, as is everyone's favorite. Jeff, welcome, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? I'm here. It's freezing. Yeah, it is freezing. If you guys can picture this, I have a snow hat on. And then I got a headset on over that. Wait, and is the hat made on. of snow or that? Oh yeah, I don't know. Um, let me check. No, it's not. No, okay, because that seems like it would be you know contrary to the entire idea of you staying warm. Right. Although, unless like it's colder than freezing out, I could like surround myself with right snow. with, the, like, with like, the snow and use it as yeah. a um you know insulation shield from the wind. Yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. Don't See. worry. It's supposed to be twice as warm tomorrow. Like all of twenty. All of 20 degrees. I, I think I was, in order to be twice as warm, you have to use the Kelvin scale. Right. <laughs> and I think uh, anybody listening to this is going to be like, oh my God, these guys are pussies. Um, Especially I, like Russian listeners. Yeah. It's it, uh, it was supposed to be what feel like negative 10 or something out. And it's it's cold. Not, Not like lie. the pussy European St. Petersburg Russians. Fuck you guys. Like right. the Moscow Russians. <laughs> the Siberians. Those guys know what I'm talking about. We're talking about the we're talking about the brothers up north. That's who we're talking about. Um, and it's been it's been a fun week. Like I'm I'm happy uh, we're here again to talk talk movies. But this last week we were talking about Jeff's birthday. We had a little bit of celebration over the week. He was in town with Raisa, another fantastic person, and we had a uh, had a celebration of sorts. May have drank a lot. Uh, we ran into a Red Wings legend, Larry Murphy, which yeah, is that was awesome. Suiting since you know the hockey season has started once again. It's back on back in action. I shook the, his hand. What? I shook his hand. I shook his nice. hand. Oh I clinked glasses with him. Yeah. Did you? And, nice. That I think that wins. <laughs> and then of course we got to talk about the Red Wings losing six nothing that day, which was awesome. Yeah. But, you know, the Blues are supposed to win the Cup and everything. So, you know, we got a chance. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's a long it's, season, usually. It is. And I, I think most people are over uh, the flu sickness. I think we've got past that. Although Raisa seemed kind of nasty. On, on, uh, that night. She had a nasty I cold. I think she's allergic to the cat. Oh, really? That yeah. cat even gives me... I must admit, when I, like, sleep on the floor at that house, that they have a long-haired black cat there. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm allergic to cat at all. Until when I sleep on that floor, I'll wake up with puffy eyes. I was like, what the hell's going on? No, she's she's not very good with, like, cats anyway. And I, I think that that one kind of gets to me a little bit, too. Like, she's, mm-hmm. So, I'm not... I'm it's a great story. It's a great story. Everybody. It's really, we just kind of spray stuff. We just kind of spray stuff around the house because we don't like people spending the night on our floor. <laughs> it's not. Greg usually doing, fights through you, it, though. You've been doing that on purpose? Yeah. That is terrible, terrible news. So, did you guys... um? This last week has everything gone according to plan? Have you guys had some some movie time, a little your little time to yourself to watch uh, your favorite cinema? I have not. I've seen nothing. Yeah, I, got, I, I saw one of my favorite movies of all time, but that was with you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. it was. We did watch it. We have a room viewing. Always a classic. Uh, wall, which is classic cool. Instance. What's that? It said on the wall, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was good. We need to do some. We need to make some changes to it. Maybe we should post some pictures of uh, yeah, the setup on Gunk Pit. Things I need to change. Like I need permanent furniture in there for one thing. Right, and just the like, like you mentioned, we need to lower the screen a bit, um, edit 
play around with the sound settings. I think you were uh, um, you were talking about it before about how we didn't balance the speakers. It's possible that uh, we have to figure that out still, but things are looking good for that giant uh, movie cinema, and then we'll be watching all sorts of terrible movies, which is great. Um, we did. I did end up catching Life of Pi. Uh, which I, I want to talk about before we get to that. There were some things I got left off the docket last week, which I think are worth mentioning. Um, we had talked uh, talked about it on Gunga Pit uh, a little bit. One was the fact that uh, Jurassic Park 4 was announced by Unifer- uh, Universal Pictures uh, two Fridays ago. Um, apparently it's supposed to be June 13th, 2014 release date, and Spielberg is set to produce it at the moment. But... Lord knows, you know, life finds a way and Spielberg's going to end up wiggling into the director's chair and we'll have an awesome. <laughs> it's going to happen. I hope you guys are ready for it. Way to use life finds a way. That's yeah. pretty good. Dude, I'm, put, I'm putting that on my tombstone so people will think, maybe he's going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> With an escape hatch. There's still <laughs> hope. I'm doing it. Uh, totally. Uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> but what's also uh, also worth mentioning is not only Jurassic Park 4 is uh, on the docket, or, you know, it's always been bandied about, but it was officially announced. The other thing was that Jurassic Park, uh, the original, is supposed to be coming back in 3D. I think it's in April? It's about year? time. And then what's weird is when it comes to movies I've seen... Uh, the most in theaters, which you would think would be, you know, an amazing movie. It was actually Jurassic Park. I think I've seen yeah. Jurassic Park like seven or eight times in theaters. It's ridiculous. And when it came out, it was, uh, you know, it was something to go. It was an event. <laughs> you know what mine is? What? Star Wars Episode One. Are you kidding? That's the highest? Star Wars oh, Episode Yeah, I saw it at least three times. You're like, I've come on, it's got to be good. Let's try it again. Oh, that is awesome. That's all like that is that beats everything I was going to say. I was going to say like I saw Jurassic Park in a couple of different states because that was when we were doing travel soccer and we like stopped with the team a couple times and I also went and visited uh, uh some family in uh New York and we ended up watching uh, watching it out there. It was that movie pretty much took over my life for that year and now it's now it's back trying to get back at me <laughs> my wallet anyways and uh so that'll be that'll be interesting. Jurassic Park, Jim, does it have a special part, a special place in your heart? No, it does not. What? I don't like that movie. Are you serious? Yeah. What, you don't like John Williams? Has he got a problem with John Williams? I love John Williams, but I just hate the fact that they're running away from dinosaurs the whole time, only to be saved by a dinosaur at the very end. Like, just happened. It's called irony. Be waiting in the lobby for it. It's called irony. Yeah, yeah the, the entire, <laughs> the entire movie was wasted, it was thrown away. Because the T Rex saves them from a, a Velociraptor, one of the most dangerous uh, more of dinosaurs. Type sorry, of Michael Crichton tried to use a literary device. I'm sorry, right. I your gentle sensibilities. <laughs> Zombie, <laughs> Michael you know, Crichton. We'll have a T Rex waiting right around in the lobby for him. That'd be cool. Well, if you did, you know, Velociraptors learn to open doors too. So there were a lot of things that happened that you might not have agreed with, but they were fantastic. Uh, it'd be cool if they had decent characters too. That'd be good. Newman was in it. Right. Newman. All right, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We'll stop. We'll stop talking before you keep Moving saying. On. We're gonna keep saying things you regret about Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, that's next thing worth mentioning uh, for the High Hunter Hollywood Hoopla. We were gonna discuss a little bit uh, last week. We didn't get into it. Was um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker? God bless their souls. Of them. The creators of South Park and the creators of all things funny. They are funny people. Um, I have officially. Uh, release that they are going to be making their own studio 
Uh, I think one of the quotes, I think it was from Matt Stone, uh, said, and uh, I have it in front of me, having worked with several different studios over the years, we came to realize that our favorite people in the world are ourselves, which is very, very them. But I believe it's called, uh, what, Important Studios is what the yes. name yes. supposed to be? Which is awesome in itself. Yeah, it is. And which one's Matt Stone? Is he the Sideshow Bob looking one? Yes. Okay. Wait, no, they're both kind of Sideshow Bob looking ones. He's the one with the dark hair. Okay. Yeah, is that they... what he meant? He has shorter hair. Like you've seen him recently, right? Like he was on uh, the Daily Show recently. He's got tighter. Like he's got that taken care of now. I believe it's not such the fro it used to be. Right. Exactly. Um, and obviously, uh, one of the two of the three creators of Book of Mormon. And it's amazing the amount of money they have been raking in. Like they can pretty much do whatever the hell they want. They're and- printing money at that thing. They they can charge whatever the hell they feel like, and it's booked for three years. I've read. Yeah, I read. That they were making, they had a show in Chicago, a traveling show, and a show in New York, and then they're supposed to be opening in like London soon. And it was printing money like 1.4 million a week or something like that from each city, each one. And it's just retarded, ridiculous. Um, and that's not that's just the Book of Mormon. Like who knows right. what. Uh, South Park South- might be making a little bit of money, right? Like I don't know how much they make per episode on South Park, but the merchandising <laughs> and DVD DVD royalties on Orgasmo must still. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But that was they are people that have come come to power in our you know adolescence. Like what the when South Parker was originally released, like the first one was Halloween, like when we were what fourteen or something like that. Oh, you're talking about the show. Yeah, the show, the show. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, what have they done, like movie wise? They've done basketball, South Park, Team the movie. America. Oh yeah, Team America, World Police, um, and then Orgasmo, and what else? That might be it. it. Hasn't there been anything since Team America? I don't mm. know. Somebody, somebody will get the interns on <laughs> that. In- interns, <laughs> five, five, so it's 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 new. They got some space. They got some play. Well, the, yeah, the other thing was they were everyone was completely thrown around like, okay, when are you going to make the Book of Mormon movie, which is probably going to be released through this? Right. It'll probably be the first thing on the docket as their studio, and yeah, we'll we'll see what's up to what they're up to. But you know, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, they deserve all the greatness in the world. They are legitimately funny people, and I think uh, you know the more they do, the better off everyone is. Better off everyone's going to be. Trey so Parker, Matt. see them at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'd do. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> Um, we hang, we, you know, we hang out all the time, but we don't drink together. So it'll be, it'd be an interesting scenario. It'd be awkward. Uh, right. So yeah, moving past the, the hoopla, I do want to talk about, uh, the life of pie a little bit. Did you guys ended up, you guys ended up catching anything awesome? Like life of pie? Like I did. No, it wasn't. You're, you're, you're a better person than I am. That's, that's true. Yeah. There's not, there's no debate about that. I saw the second half of princess Mononoke again. Is that good? You watch it again? The second half of it. Why? It was on when I got home. It was on just randomly? No, Katie and Davey were watching. I was going to say, I'm like, that's, that's pretty pretty interesting. You know, it's, it's on CBS, movie of the week. <laughs> you know, it's cool. I have been watching, I've been making it uh, part of my, like, usually I would watch one episode of, like, I've been catching up on Always Sunny since I hadn't seen, like, most of season six and seven. So I've been doing that on my laptop, like, laying in, laying in bed. And now I've been just watching terrible movies. Like, I think I watched a little bit of, uh, the Da Vinci Code yesterday, which I was laughing because Jeff hates the Da Vinci Code and Dan Brown, and everyone sh- probably should hate him. But I, uh, 
I was laughing because they are chasing the Holy Grail the entire time, which was Jeff's answer for the MacGuffin. Right. He really likes that movie. Right. And I'm like, oh, Jeff's favorite movie. This must be Jeff's favorite movie he was talking about. Like the movies that chase the Holy Grail. This I guess movie. like my answer was partially like, and I actually kind of had that in mind too. My answer was partially like, I like that MacGuffin all like, I, because it's like so like you can do whatever you want with it. And it, like, I almost like it in a, uh, like uh, if I were a, like a script writer, I would love it because you don't need to have even a real script. You can have like say Da Vinci Code and make right. it. <laughs> you can say I don't know Da Vinci Code. The MacGuffin's so good that crap can be built around it. Right, exactly. Um, and speaking of MacGuffins, I found it interesting uh, when I was at the theater. I, I went to a, a different theater than usual and saw that they had a bar that they were trying to start in the theater that's called uh, MacGuffins, I believe, and it was. Uh, or the MacGuffin, one of those two. Let's just go to the and, bar in the theater and not go to the theater. There, I don't know. Like you know, theaters have to reinvent themselves all the time, learn to w- how to make more money, and I've, I'm surprised that they're even trying. Like, just this, for the record, I just yeah. typed in MacGuffins in Google. It was the second hit: AMC Dine-In Theaters MacGuffins. Nice. Yeah, they're, they're blowing it up. Blowing it up. What's well, the first? I mean, who doesn't the, like the, drinking and wa- watching movies? What's the first? It some porno site or? Oh uh, no, the Wikipedia definition of it. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, so. Uh, Life of Pi ended up catching that uh, today, and I guess where to start? I haven't read the book. Uh, the book was made, I think, released in two thousand one, and it was. Uh, I read up a little bit about it. Jeff, you've read the book. You might know a little more about its its history. But it had a hard time getting published, apparently. And uh, after getting published, it won quite a few rewards. And I don't know if they were waiting to get the technology to put this together or if they just had a hard time writing the screenplay but the movie is uh directed by ang lee um the novel was uh jan martel and i wanted i wanted to catch it just because it looked interesting i knew it was going to be a little more of on the spiritual kind of aspect ang lee's attached so you know it's going to be a little weird and <clears throat> i didn't know much beyond that so going into it hadn't read the book hadn't read the plot synopsis or anything like that just seen the trailer like a lot of uh, a lot of people probably have uh, have seen, but the the basic plot of the story is you get introduced to a uh, Indian man named Pai Patel in the very beginning, and he's living in Canada, and it does a classic. Um, we get introduced to him. He's living in an apartment. He's talking to a reporter slash writer guy. Uh, that is t- was talking about how he was in India and met somebody that knew Pai Patel, somebody that said, oh, you need to talk to Pai. He'll be able to tell you an awesome story. So he starts unfolding his story to this writer, which ends up setting the narration. He ends up narrating the entire movie. Um, I don't know why, like, what am I... For some reason, like, the movie I'm thinking of is that awful, like, uh, what is it? The Red Flyer episode or episode movie? What was that called? Was it the Red Flyer? What was the one with uh, Tom Hanks is narrating the movie when it's like him about his him and his brother? Apollo thirteen? No, <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Jim, you've seen the movie, haven't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Casablanca? Oh. About him and his brother? It's Radio Flyer? Hey, Radio Flyer. That's what it is. The Red Flyer, Radio Flyer, same thing. Never seen Radio it. Flyer. Tom Something Hanks, isn't like. Tom Hanks is the guy, like I, he's the guy, the adult version of oh, the kid. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I've never seen it either. 
Okay, nice work though. Way, way to nail that, Jeff. You you won the quiz. Congratulations, Jim zero, Jeff one. Damn wow. it. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a we're we're well past the story. This guy's in his adulthood, and he starts talking about his childhood. So we go back to India, where we get to meet the young Pai Patel, and he lives in a zoo. His father pretty much runs the place. Uh, he, uh, they I don't know if he technically owned it or not, but he pretty much ran the entire compound. And his uh, mom was a botanist that was working in these gardens, which was what the area was used for before it became a zoo. So they had um, both both parents worked in this zoo area, and Pai and his brother were raised in India. You get to you get the idea that Pai, as as a kid, was very uh, very curious. Ended up learning about multiple different religions, sort of. Couldn't decide, uh, couldn't stick to one. There was a lot of discussion between him and his father about what to believe in and if to trust uh, science or religion. And they give you a little bit of background between him and his uh, wife about how his wife's a little bit of an older uh, caste Indian woman who believed in Hinduism. And uh, the father was more discarded the gods and believed in just Western reasoning because he ended up being saved from polio from uh western medicine um i don't like is that pretty much all you get in the book too jeff like, uh, i read the book probably five or six years okay. ago that sounds right i mean I don't, right. i'm they not going to get a whole lot of details like it seemed yeah it seemed like there was more there but you pretty like they give you a quick like okay father's the reason guy mom's like the spiritual leader of the family and uh pi is uh just a kid that ends up deciding to follow Christianity and Hinduism and ends up like just pretty much going all around the board. And at a, uh, what was I going to go to? If you were wondering the, the life of Pi title, and that was something that they discussed a little bit in the, uh, in the beginning, which I don't know what relevance it has throughout the movie and why they discuss it. It might've been something I just went right over my head, but Pi was um, a short for like, pissing like his real name sounded like pissing so he ended up changing his name to or at least telling everybody he was called pi and then uh pretty much memorized pi to like a thousand digits and that every from then on he was known as pi and that's my what... my remembrance of it and i, I definitely read it through like a you know I, I, my own lens right. but in in the book my remembrance of it was like that went along sort of with the religion thing and that like this was a kid that just was trying to figure out the world in any way he could like trying to figure out like find meaning wherever he could so whether it was you know christianity islam islam math science like it was just like how can i how can i glean meaning from the world Right. Like in this, they sort of, it just seems like a, at least to me, and even after you explain it like that, it seems like it was just a tool to get people to remember him as the pie guy instead of the pissing guy. Like that's pretty much what, what it seemed like. Right. Uh, but anyways, um, so the real story happens and anybody that's still interested in seeing this movie, this is probably where you should stop listening and uh, you'll, you do all know. And that, go read the book instead. Yeah, go read the book instead. Um you will all see in the trailer, you see him stranded on a boat. What ends up happening is um, the parents of Pi and his brother decide it's a, a better idea to leave India and head to um, head to Canada and Winnipeg, actually, uh, specifically. So well, all you Go Jets. Uh, yeah, all you Winnipeg people, congratulations. Go Jets. Nice. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got to have a it's drink of beer. Knee-jerk reaction. Go Jets. <laughs> so um, they get on a Japanese 
freight ship and they pack up a ton of the animals because they plan on selling the animals um, when they get over and starting a new life. And Pi had a sort of a special relationship with uh, a tiger, which was one of the one of his favorite animals, a Bengal tiger, which was the coolest of the tigers. And uh, this tiger was um, one of his favorite animals at the zoo, and he had an interaction with it where he thought the tiger was just, you know, the tiger had a personality, had a soul like he did. And this is when, as Jeff mentioned, uh, Pi was looking for like purpose in life and trying to figure out how life worked. And um, his father, as a uh, lesson, because Pi got too so close to the tiger showed what the tiger was actually capable of and the tiger ended up killing like a goat in front of him and it was supposed to be very you know uh very uh rememberable and uh memorable and yeah yeah, rememberable so teach him a life lesson show him that the tiger is bad news when we get to the ship pi we've seen him go from pretty much like a five-year-old it seems like he's we were 16 17 in, in the movie at this point Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a little older, but we get him on the the ship, and his dad is trying to keep the keep the um, animals uh, sedated and keep them happy. And you end up seeing very very few scenes on the ship, which I'm curious how much happens on the book and the ship. But all we get to see is them go to get dinner, and Pi is sort of upset that they left. He had a short relationship with a um, uh, a young woman before he was forced to leave. He did not want to leave India, but he's on the ship with his parents and pretty much that's it. That's all that's left to him are his parents and these animals. And they are on the ship. Most of them are Japanese crew members, but you get the idea. There's like a, a French cook there and um, the, the French cook played by Gerard Depardieu, who we all know as a badass. He missed mistreats them a little bit when they all say that they're vegetarian they don't want any meat and he's trying to just feed them like pork and sausage and stuff and um they just have a seems almost like a little bit almost just a miscommunication and then the cook just says okay well if you don't want to eat this food i don't like i'm trying to feed sailors here fuck off go get rice somewhere else or whatever and they have a little bit of a tussle there and i think they um i'm trying to remember what uh the cook ends up calling his dad, but some, some kind of negative connotation, racial word. I don't remember what it was. Um, so they get in a small tussle and one of the sailors on the ship, uh, try to make amends and give the the family some rice with some gravy saying that it wasn't, um, it was vegetarian and that they can eat it and trying to pretty much, uh, offer a, uh, olive branch. So you can choose that sailor and the cook. Now that night, or at least it seems like that night they are out at sea and a giant storm hits and Pi wakes up in the middle of it and just says, okay, I'm gonna go check out the storm. Seems awesome. Tries to coerce his brother and going, he's like, screw that. I'm just sleeping. Stay, stay inside. And the, uh, he goes out and the storm turns just goes from thundering and complete rain, da- like downpour to almost like tidal waves coming over the ship. And then you hear a siren go off and then it just turns into hysteria. Like he realizes, okay, I think that guy just went overboard. I better go check on my family. We got to get out of here. Um, I guess I should be skipping over more details here. This, is, this would take forever to tell the whole story. But <laughs> um, it's interesting because the details, a lot of the details is where you might miss what the story is about. Like this Ang Lee picks a lot of, a lot of strange, I don't want to say strange movies, but 
other than the Hulk, which everybody loves, um, you've got Brokeback Mountain, uh, Crouching Tiger, which he's kind of known for, Sense and Sensibility, yay. Uh, but there are a lot of um, a lot of weird ones, Ride with the Devil, and he does some shorts too. And he's he's an interesting guy, interesting guy to say the least. So in this movie, you uh, we have Pi going to check on his family, and he cannot get to him. It's completely uh, underwater. And the animals are starting to run loose and they're everywhere. And this is where the story starts turning weird. Um, starts turning to, okay, I can't really take everything at face value. What's going on here? And Pi ends up jumping in a, is like all these uh, Japanese uh, crewmen are running around telling Pi to get in a lifeboat. In the lifeboat is the cook already. And they're, Pi wants to go back and get his family and they're forcing him onto the lifeboat. They pretty much like kind of toss him onto it. And at the same time, a zebra jumps off the top of the like pretty much like off the top of the uh boat and lands in the uh lands in the lifeboat and pretty much like knocks it down a couple paces and they fall into the water and from there they get to witness like the um the ship going down and the cook gets knocked off from a tidal wave and then it's pretty much him and the zebra for a little bit and uh, or Aang, uh, Pi is still trying to like just figure out what the hell's going on, wondering where his family is. He actually re- sees somebody and throws them a life, uh, pre- or like a life uh, preserver, a lifesaver, and realizes that the person he just threw the lifesaver to was the, the tiger. Apparently, the Bengal tiger got loose and was trying to get on the boat. And at the last minute, he tries to chase it off, but it actually jumps into the boat, and he jumps out. From there, we get to see what you see in the trailer. Pi's under the water, and you see the ship sinking. Pi gets back into the ship, um, and he see like the tiger is kind of hidden, and the Pi actually like um, is on a picture like a small lifeboat. And Pi takes a lifesaver and holds himself off uh, the edge of the boat with a lifesaver and a oar. So he's sort of like propped up, but away from the tiger. So that's. I guess kind of a big point, but um, so on the boat, you have the tiger pie, the zebra. And uh, at, in a little while, you get to see him meet up with an orangutan, which an orangutan was like floating on a thing of bananas. It hops on the boat. And then a hyena comes out from underneath like a, a small part of the boat. So you have all those animals and pie. And that's when this, you know, this movie is pretty much right. Like, gets very strange. Like the animals start interacting with each other. Obviously it's kind of a strange scenario where some of the animals are sedated and Pi starts talking to them and they start cutting away to the future where Pi is telling the story to the news reporter slash like he's a writer is pretty much all he is, but you have Pi, the adult Pi telling you a story and you have to take that into consideration when you're watching what's unfold, what's unfolding on the boat. And what ends up happening is Pi ends up rolling around on the boat with these creatures and things happen, things happen, things happen. It ends up having just Pi and the tiger on the boat at some point. And then it's just a whole continuing voyage of them together on the boat and them trying to figure out how to deal with each other, how to survive with each other. And pretty much what ends up finally happening is in the end of the movie is Pi makes it to land in Mexico there's a ton of things in between that. I don't want to completely spoil it for people that want to see it, but pretty much what you end up with is a idea of who's what symbolizes what uh, when you watch the movie. And they they do sort of un, 
they tell those things at the end of the movie because pie is ends up uh the adult not the old adult pie but the pie that goes through the journey at the very end in mexico some japanese um uh, insurance people pretty much want to know what happened because he's the only survivor and they want to know what happened to the boat and they start asking him a couple of questions and he tells them the story and Anyhow, that's actually where our James Saito came from, a.k.a. Shredder, because he's one of the insurance investigators at the end of the movie. Just to let you know, that's how he wraps into this whole thing. So it was like 80% of the film on the life raft? Yeah, I would say say 80%. Like you get a decent, I would say you get the first beginning, the beginning part of the movie, you probably get 25 minutes in India. um, And then you get, the stuff on the boat is very short. Like that's where... I think they took a good chunk out of the book. Bo- uh, book and not really. Really, that's it. That's interesting. Um, I would say I would say seventy percent of the book, not including the um, like the the narration from the older pie. Okay. I'd say seventy seventy five, maybe even more than that. Eighty percent is is on the boat on the lifeboat. Well, what interests me is is the cook, because the cook is supposed to play a small role in this, but the only thing you get to see him do is that tussle at the like pretty much in the galley of the boat. That's it. Is that pretty much all you get to see and all you get to read in the book? Um, Do you remember at all? I, I, I don't remember much going on in the boat. Okay. So um, there are a couple twists and turns in this movie. It's definitely a, a worth a watch in terms of performances and the whole Oscar chase kind of thing. Like the, I could definitely see this movie winning uh, best picture. It's just, it's kind of that, kind of that one of, one of those movies. Um, Everybody, you know, very, very de- like desperation is felt throughout the entire movie from Pi, and you know, Pi ends up having very little by the end of the the, the shipwreck. But you would think he would have nothing else to lose, but he keeps losing piece by piece by piece. It's like you know, at some point, he loses Wilson the volleyball almost is what was what ends up happening. He ends up losing everything he's attached to by the by the end of the movie, and it's um it's it's heartbreaking a lot of it, but. Go ahead. Did you see this in 2D? No, I saw it in 3D, actually. And what did you think of that? wasn't necessary. No? Okay. Uh, I, I was, it just kind of fit my schedule, so I saw right. it in 3D. And... Yeah, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm not a big 3D fan, as I've mentioned, but like, if I was going to try a you know, more recent movie in 3D, I kind of thought this might be it. But you get, this, like, you get the feeling they did a lot of 3D in the zoo, and they get, do a lot of 3D when you get to... There's a lot of ocean viewings, and there's a lot of a lot of footage where they are just trying to show you like how much life interacts with other life. And then when they're doing that, some of the 3d is interesting. And I would, um, I would mention that if I, I didn't notice what Oscars it was up for in terms of cinematography and editing, but this is a Tons. very, I, I, I've got very, list yeah, actually right now if you very want. well put together movie. And I wouldn't be surprised if it won a shit ton of Oscars on that, on that yeah, side. It's, of it's nominated for, 11, 11 it looks like yeah. yeah um the cinematography was awesome the effects were amazing every like the tiger you can tell they there are only a few points where the tiger is actually it seems like a legitimate tiger and then everything else you you can kind of tell it's cg but it's uh because they make it do all sorts of things in this movie you can you can imagine so it's um pretty amazing uh, i think they did a very good job uh Suraj sharma plays pie and from what i understand has done nothing else other than this movie really so he did a very good job. Um, there are a couple, like everyone else, like he's pretty much the main guy in this, like Tom Hanks is in Castaway. Like you see him the majority of the time. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's worth seeing. And I, uh, 
I haven't thrown out the, the seal of approval in a while. I'm, I'm still going to withhold it for this, but I think anybody that's worth uh, going to see a, a deep thinking movie, check it out. It's definitely heavy material. So um, if you want a beer, you might need one. And um, right. That's, uh, that's all I got to say about that movie. And in terms of, let's see, what have I, I've seen Django. I'm thinking about like Oscar or best picture nominees, Django, this, and saw one other one. I don't remember which anyways, this one's winning in terms of the ones I've seen. I'm pretty sure. Um, so anyhow, I guess that's it for my, my movie review. Jeff, you had something you want to say something about a quiz. Like yeah. I, I've, I've, um, I don't even want to say created cause this is, this is such an, a, it's such an easy concept for a quiz, but, um, I've, um, decided that I'm going to quiz master a quiz for you two today. It's a very simple quiz. It's a, it's based on a drinking game we used to play in college. Uh, and basically I'm just going to give you an actor. One of you will go first and you'll have five minutes or five minutes, five, five, minutes? five se- you'll have five seconds to name a film that he's in that hasn't been said before. No voice talents. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I am going to suck at this. And then it'll go back and forth, back and forth. And then when you guys are done, we can, uh, we can move on. So you're just going to name actors. And then yeah, reference uh, the Greg will start. Cause he's always the one with the questions. Uh, you'll, you'll go first. And then Jim will have five seconds to name oh, uh, a movie God. that that person's in. Then Greg will have five seconds and so on and so forth. So and then the second actor, Jim will go first. Can each movie be worth like a thousand points? Yes. Okay, sweet. I don't want to, I don't want to score just one. So I need like, a... I mean, really it's just the last person who talks wins. the. Right, point. right. All right, cool. I understand. Um, I understand. This, I, I feel like this couldn't be more clear. So are we ready to start? Yeah. Let's see how, sure. let's see how I do. All right, uh, so Greg, we're gonna start you off. Oh, by the way, sequels totally fair game. Okay, so when we get to Harrison Ford, if he's on there, we're gonna go through Indiana Jones and Star Wars like crazy. Exactly. We should okay. We're gonna right. start with Daniel Craig. Okay, and I get to go first. Four, three, <laughs> Casino Royale. Uh, Road to Perdition. Nice. Uh, and. Quantum Solace. Skyfall. <laughs> um, oh, God, what was that terrible movie he was in? Shit. I'm trying to think of the... Three. Mm, you can just give it up. I don't, I'm don't. i trying to remember. Wow. No Munich? So do I have to fail also Mu- or oh, no? Who is he in Munich? No, no, it's just the last person. Okay. We'll make it easy. Who is he in Munich? Uh, he was one of the like buddies. Hmm. I was yeah. trying to think of the one that he was in the woods with. I, I still yeah, the the de, the, with the defiance. Leo, yeah, defiance. But I had layer defiance, cake. It's, uh, yeah, layer cake. That's what I was trying to think. of. Layer cake. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, he, I should have went with. I should have that many. Some of the later ones have a ton, and this might go on a while. I had. I don't know why I didn't think of Girl Dragon Tattoo and yeah. uh, Golden Compass. I don't know why I didn't yeah, think of those. Golden Compass was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Cowboys and Aliens, you saw that. Oh, God, Cowboys and Aliens. All right. We get to when, when there's I, a clock, I, things change entirely, yeah, everybody. No, no. Well, I'm giving you a lot more than yeah. five seconds, too, but right, like, right. we got to keep this thing moving. Yep. So. All right, next one. And <laughs> Jim's cool. first, or what? By the way. Um, all right, Jim's first on this one. Owen Wilson. Uh, I'll go Battle Racket. You don't have to go in order. 
I'm going to go... Oh, maybe I should save that one. Shanghai, Shanghai Knights. Okay. Wedding Crashers. Royal Town of Bombs. Um, God, what the hell? I'll go with uh, Shanghai Noon. <laughs> I opened that one up. I'm trying to think of the other one, though. What was it? Shit. Uh, Life Aquatic. Armageddon. Nice. Night the Museum. Midnight in Paris. Oh, you bastard. That's what I was trying to think of. I just thought of it. <laughs> Zoolander. Drillbit Taylor. What? <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Are you, are you serious? That's yeah, right. that's that's a movie, and he's yeah. in it. Darjeeling in fact, he plays the titular role. <laughs> Darjeeling Limited. All right. Um, I think he's in this movie. Marley and Me. Nice job. Okay, I'm running out. Oh, uh, what was the... Uh... Night of the Museum... But... It's like Night of the Museum Smithsonian. It's like, what is that title? I will accept it. It's Battle of the Smithsonian, but I will Battle accept it. Battle of the it. Smithsonian? Okay. Thank you, buddy. Oh, shoot. And you just made me lose my train of thought. What did I have loaded up? The fuck? Oh, um, I think Three. he's an acre man. Nice. Oh God. Okay. Meet the Fockers is the last one I got. Unless he's in. Wait, let me make sure he's an anchor man because I thought he was too, but I'm not. I don't seeing... remember. I f- I can't remember if he's one of the other anchors or not. He was one of the random reporters, wasn't his he? His brother was. Yeah. His yeah. So I'm not 100 percent sure on that oh. actually. So double check that. I am not seeing him get a. Uh... I'll uh, give me one minute, and Greg, sure. this is this is double double good for you. Is this is double good for me? Yeah, yes. you have time to think. Yeah, of I think. Um, well, I thought I said one, didn't I? Well, just in case you need to revise your answer, I guess I don't. Know. I'm trying to remember what I said. Oh yeah, I said me. No, too. no. All right, Jim does not win. Owen Wilson is not in Anchorman. Okay. Okay. Right, back to Greg. Starting us off, Jake Gyllenhaal. Prince of Persia, bitch. Give me the points. Uh, what is the subtitle? I'm just kidding. Sands, <laughs> Sands of Time or something? Sands of Time. It wouldn't have mattered. All right. Um, Nothing like setting yourself up for a sequel. All right. Why can't three, I get this movie? Two. All right, Donnie Darko. Jarhead. Man, why can't I think of Dude, that? Dude, he looks—he looks way too much like Tobey Maguire too. For some reason, I always can—I I, don't—they don't look alike, but for some reason, I mix them together. I, I do the same thing. Three, two, love and other drugs. Fuck, I'm screwed. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, you son of a bitch. What else is he in? <laughs> um, I give up. Fuck. Three. Wow. There's some big ones we missed. Nobody said Brokeback Mountain, did they? Oh, no. Brokeback We're just talking. I didn't I even just think just about that one either. Zodiac. What was the one he was just in with? Uh, source Code. 
I haven't seen End that. of Watch. End of Watch. That's the one I was trying to think of. And then I had, uh, wasn't he in like October Sky or something as a kid or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely in that. He was Bubble Boy. <laughs> Bubble Boy. Oh, that's Boy. right. He was in The Good Girl, which is actually kind of a, kind of a good movie. It's no good son. <laughs> right. Uh, next one. So it was at 2000 to 1000 right now? Uh, yeah, it's 2000 to 1000. I was trying to remember because I thought he was in SFW. Who was like the guy that he that like SFW? I don't even know what the oh no, I don't know what that movie is. With Steven Dorff and uh, Reese Witherspoon. All right. Excuse me. Oh. All right. Giving giving it up. All right. Cool. Um. I'll I'll come back to that. Next one, Jim. You got to start. Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I'll go with uh, Fugitive, I guess. Blown away. <laughs> um, I guess I'll start the Men in Blacks. Oh, which one you want? Because I'll take the third one. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take the second one then. Okay then. <laughs> so is it my turn? Mm-hmm. I get the first one. Or wait, are we? No, we Jim said, said the first. Okay, one. you okay. said the first. Right, right, right. right. Um, I will take. No Country for Old Men. Oh, man. What the hell is that long one? All right. Um, Three. I'll go with U.S. Marshals. Shit. <laughs> now I have to remember if he was in Volcano or Dante's Peak. <laughs> Shit. And which so one is I. which? Um, oh, I'm screwed. Eeny, meeny. I think Three, Volcano had Pierce Brosnan two. in it. Volcano. I'm going Volcano. Volcano is correct. Yes! <laughs> yes. All right. I'll go with Lincoln. God damn it, Jim. I worked so hard on that. <laughs> um, I need another Tommy Lee Jones movie. Think about Tommy. Think about Tommy. Three, two, uh, one. Is this really going to happen? He deserves better than this. He deserves better than this. This Wait. is really going to happen. Is this really going to happen? Okay, let it. Because you it. didn't come up with Batman yeah. Forever? I said it. I said it. Wait, what did you say? I said Batman Forever when you before you started talking right there. Oh, really? I was yelling it the whole time while you were like trying to say it. I'm like, is this really going to happen? <laughs> okay, well, all right. We're going to give it to him then? I didn't hear him. Sure. All right. Uh, so that leaves it to me, huh? Tommy Lee Jones. Hmm. It almost happened. Oh, what the hell is that movie called? Five, four, three, two. I'm going to guess Blue Sky is the name of it. I can't remember the name of it exactly. Blue Sky. You got it. Blue yeah. Sky. 1994 movie played Hank Marshall. That's good. Ooh, I got one more too. I'm ready. You do? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> And I'm going to guess or he is in Wild Hogs. Is he in Wild Hogs? He's in Wild Hogs. <laughs> no. Who else is in that movie? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Jim, what was your next one? So Space I don't Cowboys. say it. Space Cowboys. Very good. Did anybody say Captain America? But it's on Earth. Oh, I forgot about Captain America. Yep, Captain America. I haven't seen that movie. What's the but... one? There's one about graveyards or something, and. Like the three graveyards of Alameda or something weird. It's strange. Three burials of Malchaeus Estrada. Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> no, yep. that's not it. It's different. 
thousand to one thousand. I'm falling behind. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, this one, this one's right in your wheelhouse, Greg. Don't worry about it. So you get to start us off with Jason Schwartzman. Interesting. Oh, I'm trying to think of what I want to save. Uh, Rushmore. Um, I'll go Darjeeling. Moonrise Kingdom. Just gonna t- just gonna take all the fucking right. Yeah, get those out of the way. Um, four. I'll go Tenenbaums. He's in that, right? I don't even know. No. Yeah, I don't think he makes it. That. Double check. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so we left on the table. Uh, slackers. I was going with I Heart Huckabees. I Heart Huckabees. Scott, Scott Pilgrim's Guide to the Galaxy. I should have spot for Scott Pilgrim. I couldn't think of the name for some reason. Yeah. Like, what the hell is the name of that movie? Bewitched. Marie Antoinette. What's weird is we just, I think Scott Pilgrim was watched just recently at, a, at our house, and I was that was the one I thought of first. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hang on to that. I was trying to think of the name of it like since we started the category. I'm like, what the hell is the name of that goddamn movie? Because yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. Was he in uh, the Suicide one? Virgin um, Suicides? Yeah. No. No? Okay. Okay. Um, now, right in my wheelhouse, Jim, you get to go first on this one. Okay. My man crush, Paul Rudd. Shit. All right. Um, I'm like, I'll go with this is forty. Doesn't count. Still in theaters. Um. Oh, what do I want to hang on to here? Knocked up. Getting the piece of paper out for this one. Should probably just. Why can't I think of the name of that movie? Uh oh. Four. Three. Dinner schmucks. Ah, oh, shit. Um. What's the name of that movie? I can't think of something else, so I'll say Clueless. That's the movie I was trying to think of. Okay. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I thought you had something else on the no. line. Alright. Uh, Paul Rudd. Um. Why am I drawing a blank on Paul Rudd? Oh, forty year old virgin. Die. Shit. Nice. Shit. <laughs> um God, what are some Oh, what was that terrible movie that I reviewed on the show? Four. Three. It's like my my idiot brother. My idiot brother? There it's it like, is. God. Yeah. Thank God I remembered that. That movie was not very good. Um, five, four. Seeing role models. God damn it, Jim! That was the last one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one more, and I can't think of the name of it. Oh my god! What's the one with him? Jason. The it's the bromance movie. Five. I love you, man. I love you, man. Shoot, you're gonna make me think of this now. I've got another terrible movie lined up, Jim. We got another terrible movie lined up. 
I hope nobody's looking at IMDb except for me. <laughs> I'm always looking at IMDb <laughs> all the time. Um, man. What is that one called? All right. Um, I don't know uh, if he's in this movie or not, but I'm going with Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You're going to have to oh, check yeah. that. I haven't seen that movie. He is nice in job. it? Yep. Yep. He's in it. All right. Another movie I've reviewed on the show that's awful. Well, it's not awful, but it's not good. Just recently, Wanderlust. That was the one I was trying to think of. I'm like, Jeff, the, oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. I'm like, isn't he in a movie with Jennifer Aniston? I'm up against it now. I'm up. <laughs> got me over the coast. <laughs> I've got nothing on the tip of my tongue on this one. Um, Paul Rudd. Yeah, we, we've used up a lot of the big ones. There are a couple of dirty little ones at the bottom here. I think he's in, like, isn't he in, like, a super, like, sort of like a pseudo-superhero movie or something? Like, five, four, <laughs> Big three. Daddy, I don't know. I don't think so. I'll check that. So. I like that guess, but yeah, I don't think no. so. If him and Adam Two, each other. Yeah, I guess. One. All right, so... Uh, big ones, sort of, I guess. Year one. Year one. Yep. Never saw it. Um, he played John Lennon in Walk Hard. Never saw it. Uh, he was in Reno 911 Miami, but who cares? Uh, Night at the Museum, he played somebody named Don. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's see. Oh, uh, Anchorman. Yeah, even after we were done talking about no it, kid. Yeah. shit, he was one of the reporters in Anchorman. Not saying. All right, so what's scoreboard? Anchorman actually came up with uh, Cider House Rules, two hundred cigarettes. Come on, guys. Wouldn't know those. Um, scoreboard is Jim five. Really? Wait, Jim I, did not get that one. No, I did no, not. No, Jim four, Greg two thousand each. Fuck, I thought it was close. Okay, next one, little more limited. Little more limited here. So lucky for Greg, he gets to start out. Or not lucky, more, more accurately. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. God. Okay, um, I'll take um, Hunger Games. I'll take the Silver Linings playbook. Fucker. Now I gotta remember that stupid, like, pseudo-horror movie she was in. She's probably in, like, some X-Men movie, too. Lord knows. Because she is. She's in the new... Um, X-Men First Class. Good job. Yep. I know no, you got to think of that horror movie she's in. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, plays the... All right. Um, I can't think of the four horror movies, so I'm going with uh, Winterbone. Nice. And I lose. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't think of what that would be. Like, what the hell is... Yeah, I'm not even going to bother. Don't know it. What do we miss? Um, House at the End of the Street. House the the Devil street. You Know. Um, the Beaver. Never heard of it. Yeah. Like, oh, is that the Mel Gibson one? That's, that's the Jodie Foster Mel Gibson vehicle. Yeah, his comeback. Yeah, it was kind of like right after his meltdown. Yeah. That's oh. where they became the, the, the bestest of friends. It wasn't Maverick. It was that. <laughs> yeah. And he like communicates through a puppet beaver or something. Didn't he? I never heard of the beaver. 
All right, let's do one more for show because I can't win, but we're running out of time. So one more. Cause I, I, one I more for show. One more, more for nice. show. All right. Um, I'm going to do my favorite one on here then. Hank Azaria. I was really hoping. Yeah, I was really hoping for just the worst actor ever. Hank Azaria is pretty good, though. No, Hank Azaria is great. He's just all over the place. Makes it fun. Oh, um, I can picture him. Oh, it's in... me, right? Oh, thank God. Yeah, you go first. Um, what do I want to use here? I guess I'll go Birdcage. Good start. What the hell is the name of that movie? Gross Point Blank. <laughs> Better start. He's, he's he's good in that. He really is. Bonus thousand points for Greg. Yes! Yes! Thank you. About time. <laughs> um, shoot. What is the name of that movie? Say the Simpsons movie. You'll lose. <laughs> You'll lose. Stamp your hand for re-entry. Damn it, what the hell's the name of that movie? Oh, Along Came Polly. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know how many bonus points I'm going to get for this, but Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, I think is <laughs> he's in it. Um... I don't. I don't think so. Dude. Is he in the first one then? <laughs> Isn't he in one of those? He's not in one of those. Um, I thought he was like yeah, a guy on a beach anywhere. Oh. Uh, so you got you've got four more seconds. Couples here. retreat. Couples retreat. He's a guy on a beach. In what... couples retreat. No, a guy on the beach, and he says, "Are you for scuba?" Because that's <laughs> the one I just said. <laughs> That's the uh, Lockheed Pala, yeah. He's like a douchebag, long hair. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of, so I'm wrong. I I had two more ready to go, and they both started with the same word. Godzilla? No, but that would have been cool. Uh, (laughs) Mystery Alaska and Mystery Men. Nice, nice. Very good. Um, I immediately, uh, when I think of Hank Azaria, I think of America's Sweethearts with... uh, John Cusack. He's in that movie. Is he, oh, is he in that? I don't remember him he's, in that. He's his ex-wife's new. Oh yeah, that's right. He plays like the. Yeah. He was also in um, uh, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. As is everybody, apparently. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a better guess. Yeah, he was in King, or he was King Tut or something. Yeah, I remember the commercial. He was in year one, Run Fat Boy Run. I don't, I still need to see that Run Fat Boy Run. That's a movie. I'm nah, you don't. It's not oh, that okay. good. I saw it. That's not. It's not that good. No worries. Uh, All right. So Jim wins by a billion points. Jim Jim wins by exactly one point because of the amount of bonus points I gave you. Nice job. <laughs> Eked it, it was out. A really awesome. Quick. Awesome. Six, six thousand to five thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, that's that tight. That was tight. If we. Like I can see it being difficult trying to pick exactly who to use in that because Crystal he wanted... Rock is another movie that he's in that every goddamn person ever is in. Wait, what would you what did you say? Cradle Will Rock. Oh God. Do you remember that? Have you seen that? Tim That's... Robbins directed it. Oh my God. It's a veritable who's who. Yeah. Of... <laughs> it's a veritable win win is what it is. All right, so that was a uh, a fun quiz, Jeff. A little cutthroat for putting brother against brother, but you know if they can do it in. And I don't know, Walking Dead, they can do in this. So. That's right. All right. So. I didn't see that episode. Let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens here. After Jeff's quiz, we have the Parker Posey Play Along question of the week. 
talk about it on Gunga Pit, talk about it on the Movie Hour page on Facebook. The last question, which brings us back to the bar, was what was your favorite MacGuffin in film? That was from James. James, do you have any uh, highlight highlight answers you want to bring up? Um, yeah, mine. Mine was pretty sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. Becoming increasingly... I really- increasingly common to reference your own answer right. I, I really want to take a picture of the MacGuffin bar and post it on the, on the answer but I did not get a chance there's, to there's pictures on the internet yeah. second yeah. hit Google <laughs> second hit Google it GIS um, so this brings us to my question um, I'm surprised we haven't done this yet but I started thinking about it uh, after watching uh, Life of Pi I had another idea for Parker Posey too, but it's a terrible one so I didn't bring it up which brings us to this one and that is, I wanted to ask, like, what is your favorite story, which kind of can be um, misinterpreted. So I, I guess I should probably say, what is your favorite screenplay? What is the, what is your, like, it's, I guess it's not your, what is your favorite movie, but what story did you find the most interesting? So, so I guess it might be a better way of saying almost or Right, right. Um, which I guess does boil down to what is your favorite screenplay, but more... I, if I were to phrase it, I would say, what is the most interesting story from a movie? What do you? What is your favorite most interesting story from a movie? And there are a lot of different ways you can go with this. You can go with like maybe the dialogue was awesome, and you just like the way that characters interacted with other characters, that kind of thing. Or maybe you like the way that um, uh, a movie movie twist style. I don't know. Um, the one movie that I bring up a lot, and this is actually uh, a reference to somebody that Jim talks about a lot, is uh, the director, uh, John Pierre Jonet, or director slash writer. Um, and it's The City of Lost Children, which is an awesome movie. Everybody should see it. It's got my boy Ron Perlman in it. And it's what I really like about it is the setting, but also it's, you know, it's like a sci-fi, almost like fantasy kind of movie and it follows the idea that this guy is staying young by harvesting children's dreams and it's how jim does it right that's how jim does it and i think it's a really like it's a really cool idea like an original idea and i um i know you know a lot of these things are uh, also based on books so don't feel bad if it is but um i really think that that movie that story it always comes up in my head. Like, uh, and I'm guessing there's probably, well, there are better written movies out there, but the story in this movie is completely badass. And, and I think, uh, uh, I think that's my, that's gonna be my answer. I, I keep on jumping back and forth between two, but that's going to be my answer tonight. So if, does that question make sense to you guys? Is that specific enough for you? Or is that a little, a uh, little hazy? Can you figure it out? I don't know if specific was be the word being like, Almost generic would be the word. Like it seems so wide open. Like what the hell do I want to pick? There's so many options. There are a lot of options. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I guess it is pretty much a wide open question because I like it is comes down to kind of like what is your favorite screenplay, and you know that might almost be equivalent or similar to what is your favorite movie. But really, this is just story writing kind of focused. Um, I have my answer. If, if uh, yeah, go ahead. Right. Yeah, go go ahead because I'm uh, I'm struggling. Yeah, I've I'm I don't know what to pick, but this one keeps popping back in my head, so I'm gonna use this one. I'm gonna go with a almost famous. Okay. And it's not a fantastical story. It's not like 
really cool ideas, but I just like the dialogue in the film. I like that it speaks to me basically. And like a lot of it reminds me of, you know, parts of my social interaction with people. And I like the fact that the movie just kind of ends and doesn't like have a happy, it's just kind of resolves, but doesn't have like the, you know, people ended up with people type of thing, you know, like the guy got the girl or anything like that. It was just right, like right. an ending into a journey. Basically. It was just the story of a kid's journey and his, weird backdoor entrance into the world of rock and roll and what happened to him while he was there. And I always kind of like that. So I'm, I'm going with that. And we are picking like, we're on a roll here with a, a writer director combos too, which is interesting. Like both directed and wrote. Oh yeah. There you go. Or at least partially wrote John. I have, um, I hate to be this guy, but I also need to stall for a second. I have kind of a question. Yeah. So as the, um, as the, the resident film snob as ordained by Rogie um, and maybe KPW. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really feel like actually that's it's it, Greg's better at being a film snob, but I'm more of like a literary snob in a way. So my question is a literary question. Are we talking about the story, like the world that the writer has created? Or are we talking about like plot elements? Like uh, plot elements. I, I would plot. go plot elements for sure. Okay. So I'm not, it's not so much like, wow, that world is amazing. And I want to see more stuff inside that world. Right. It's more like, wow, this plot really weaves its way through nicely. Right. I, I would say, cause the setting, I think the setting is a, a different scenario. And I do understand like when you create something like the force, that is part of like a written thing. Right. Right. Well, that was actually star Wars definitely popped into my head because right. of that, like that right. world is so robust and, right. uh, and really awesome. Um, okay. But we're just talking about like the, how, the way the plot weaves through and, uh, yes. and all right. Um, like you can score points for like original ideas or something, but really, yeah, we're talking about plot elements. You know, without doing, I, I feel like it's really easy for me to do like my favorite movies all the time. So I think I guess I'll do one that I don't normally talk about that much anyway. Uh, I think for me, it's The Dark Knight. Um, I think that the uh, the story of the like the you know this order versus chaos um right and, like the 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 hero we need versus the hero we deserve and like the the uh the concept of like uh, you know self-sacrifice over truth and things and i don't know it's 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 pretty uh it's it's pretty cool. I, I I have to say I really like a lot of the uh, the plot elements in that movie and the way that like it's it's kind of a thrill a minute while also being like psychologically and um, philosophically engaging. I think the Joker's my favorite character ever, um, and uh, oh. that might be an exaggeration. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna say like I'm recording this. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's an exaggeration. But the, my, the the Joker in that movie is is just such an amazing character, and just like uh, the entire worldview that it, that he represents um, is is just so so awesomely diametrically opposed to the Batman worldview in a way that you didn't really see it. You don't really see in a lot of movies, and I don't know. It's very cool. Right, and everything's like a test one way or the other, and it does fit away. It does fit together really well too. And I think um, it's kind of a shame I still haven't seen the third one. It's one of those things where it passed me up in theaters, and it's like, do I want to see it out of theaters? I guess we'll see. Yeah, awesome, awesome answers. And the question again, which you can find at uh, gunnipit.com or also the Move Our page on Facebook, is I, I guess it boils down to what is your favorite screenplay. But keep in mind that. Um, we, yeah, we're talking about uh, plot, you know, story twist, whatever the dialogue between characters, any of those things. Like, well, even if the characters you just think are generally well written, 
Um, I guess it is kind of a broad net uh, for for a question, but that is it. That is it, and you will find it uh, in those locations. And uh, yeah, I guess that that does wrap it up. Uh, one more movie hour in the bag. So thank you so much, James and Jeff, for your input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Drive safe, people. Everybody, uh, catch a catch a version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for uh, the James Sato shreds the movie hour. Catch you guys next time.